folks and welcome to last night this morning multiple excellent offensive and pitching performances last night across the league as we just saw the wrap of the couple of series we saw the first game of a number of four game series heading into the weekend as well uh we'll talk a little bit about that get some previews going into uh your not long weekend but your regular weekend off the back of a short work week um and then we'll kind of break it down. We'll get into to everything we can, right? And we'll move on. Thanks, everybody, who listened to the mailbag episode yesterday and the last night this morning. Obviously, three podcasts coming out in two days is a lot. Um, so thanks for paying attention. Let's go ahead and... Um, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Let's see. Let's start with the first game of a four-game series between the Angels and the Mariners. Right, the series that will decide the top of the ALS for now. I'm assuming this will change a number of times as we go through this thing, this season. Um, you know, anonymous GM last night expected said he expected the Mariners to win the division by three games or so. Um, tough to tell here, right? These teams are so evenly matched. As much as I hate to admit that they are both wonderful, you're lying to yourself, right? In game one of the four game series heading into the weekend, the Angels get a win in extra, specifically in the 11th inning. Justin Hooper would give up five runs over six innings, maybe his worst game of the year. Uh, Brady Singer, the rookie for the Angels, would go seven, give up two, figure into a no decision as uh, Ichikawa would actually blow the lead for the Angels late, giving up two runs, God, I think in the ninth. Yeah, two runs in the top of the ninth to tie it at 5-3 before in the bottom of the 11th, Anthony Kerr would end the game. Interesting that Anthony Kerr is the one that ends, as you mentioned, or we, or we talked about him last night in the All-Star conversation. The third baseman now hitting 326 with two home runs and 25 RBIs, plays great defense at the hot corner. I don't see why he wouldn't be in the game. But again, we talked about some of the assumptions we make about third baseman, Cleaver Torres, another person named last night, went three for four at the bottom of this lineup, scoring twice, walking once, actually on base four times. Very impressive. Matasaka Oshiyashi, Ohayashi, excuse me, hits his 14th home run of the year, uh, hitting in left field again as Brian Hennessy goes 0 for 5 with five strikeouts out of that DH spot. I don't know if he's quite ready to take over, but this lineup's deep enough they can kind of let him figure it out. Man, that is bad, bad day. From man Brian Hennessy, that is actually an MLB pro record. Five strikeouts in one game. Uh, God bless you, man. On the Mariners' side, Evan Longoria goes three for five, drives in a run. Jock Peterson goes two for four and drives in three runs, hitting two home runs in the process to take his season total up to 14. He's in 208, but 14 home runs leads the team at the moment. <sighs> Anyhow, Armando Cabanas, by the way, was discussed as the all-star selection, the shoe-in for center field. The reason I didn't think about him, he's only batting 261 with 11 home runs and 32 RBIs. That's not bad for a normal center fielder. Those are not Cabanas numbers. Uh, the 27-year-old entering his free agent year, not making the most of it. Uh, so hopefully Seattle can get him on a discounted contract based on some less-than-stellar play here. The Mets continue to sort of sneak and rise up this standard here. They move to 21-34. and 34. Oh, by the way, the Angels now have a half-game lead on the Mariners heading into the rest of the games this weekend. The Mets take down the Padres in what is the first of four as well for them as they will take on each other three more times going through the weekend. This one was one just with scattering of, of runs early on, 31 and solid pitching from Zach Lee, who goes eight and gives up one. He's now five and three with a 2.81 ERA on the year. Anthony Munoz gets his eighth save of the year. He's really settled in nicely. Um, 
Matt Wilson, hitting leadoff, drives in a run. You got um, Salaz, Mike Salaz, the third baseman, also drives in a run. And the other one, not listed as an RBI, so I don't know where they got that fourth run. For San Diego, four hits. They were able to drive in one run, but Brooks, Simmons, Tink Jones, Herring, McClanahan, Sullivan, a bunch of guys without hits here uh, for the Padres as they fall to 23 and 35. The Mets, like I said, improved to 21 and 34. Neither team currently figuring into the race. They don't expect the Padres to catch up, but the Mets are always scary for the rest of us in the National League. Can they get hot and get back to 500 and, and get back into this division? Because, you know, baseball is baseball. If the Mets win, they'll get three more as we go down the line. White Sox pick up a win over the Tigers as they head into a weekend series of four games in Southside Chicago. A matchup of the two lightly put worst teams in baseball. Uh, we are going to see, I guess, what it can be done here for the first pick. I, I really don't know. Judd Graham actually has an excellent game for Chicago, uh, going six shutout innings to get the win, his first in a White Sox uniform. Uh, you know, he, he's not been great since going over from, from New York. Sean Weimer for the Tigers will go five innings, give up three runs. He will take his fourth loss of the year as the Kitty Cats out of Detroit fall five hits, no runs. White Sox scattered 10 hits around Brett Lowry, continuing his MVP, I mean, legitimately maybe, uh, campaign two for four, drove in a couple of RBIs. Again, we talked about it last night. Get Brett Lowry to New York. I think he'd be awesome in the middle of that lineup if he's got anything to bring. Uh, Koyama go over in the run. A couple of guys getting hits here as well for the Sox. Multiple errors. One by Victor Adams. One by Roberto Torres. One by Billy Hamilton. Actually, all three of those guys commit their first error of the season today. So a lot of guys committing their first error. Surprisingly enough, 40,000 people. 40,000 people hit guaranteed rate field to watch the 19-37 and 37 Detroit Tigers take on well, I guess at this time it was the 19 and 36 Detroit Tigers take on the 19 and 37 Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox are now 20 and 37, 19 and 37 Tigers. Still first of four as we go into the weekend. This will be a quote unquote interesting series to watch. Cubbies pull out a win against the Giants uh, in the game here in the 10th inning, actually, in the first game of a four game series for these two teams. Tyler Green gets the win, Robert Paulus takes the loss. For San Francisco, James Paxton was on the mound, I guess, as an opener. He pitched 22 pitches over one and two-thirds inning, giving up two runs before getting pulled. Jordan Zimmerman came in as a follower, pitched three and a third. Really good innings here uh, before he would turn it over to Fulmer, who would be great. Duffy would be great. Schlereth would be great. And then Robert Paulus would give up the game in the 11th inning. For the Cubbies, Ryan Copeland pitched five innings with one run baseball. Looked pretty good uh, holistically from there. And then the bullpen would just be great. Hatfield, Duran, Green, and Ramirez all pitched shutout innings. Duran, Green, and Ramirez have all been very good for the Cubs this year. The Cubs improved to 21 and 35. The Giants fall to 25 and 31. Both these teams way, way out of the race. It'll be a fun series to watch, I guess, because there's some trade pieces on both these teams that everybody's going to be keeping their eyes on. More interestingly, there have been some rumblings that the Cubs are after a couple of veteran pitchers. Uh, I won't name names here just to keep the anonymity of the negotiations there, but there have been the Cubs are going after guys at plus 25, plus 30 in some cases, to add to this rotation at the bottom of a stacked division. I don't quite understand it, but the Cubs will do what the Cubs do, and this will be a four-game series with the Cubs and the Giants as the Cubs tried, I guess, to get back towards 500 mark. I'm really not sure. Uh, but that is that is that, right? Kansas City will take on, uh, has taken on Minnesota, excuse me, 
Um, and they got the W here as the Twins fall 9-3. I don't remember the number. Was this the first game or is this the last game? No, this is the first game of a four-game series. A lot of that going on right now. So the first game of a four-game series between AL Central Division competitors here. This puts the Royals three games back with a sweep. They can catch the – I mean, hell, with a sweep, they might pass – no, with a sweep, they'd catch them. I don't really understand this lineup at all. It looks like the, the Twins have played four more games this year than the Royals have. That seems unbalanced on June 3rd, but whatever. With the sweep, the Royals will catch up, right? Uh, it seems unlikely. The Twins have been very good. The Royals are good, but I don't know if they're capable of a sweep at this point in the season or at this point in the roster build, right? Obviously, they put some guys on the block earlier, but it was kind of refuted that they are not going to buy. Rob Chapman came out and said they would buy should they still be in the position they're in later on. Let's talk about the game. I'm getting off track. Casey Myers goes five innings, gives up three runs, seven base runners, but Doug his, does get his second win of the year for the young future ace for the Royals. On the Minnesota side, Matt Barnes goes three innings, gives up five runs, three of them earned to take his fourth loss of the year. A couple of runs given up by the bullpen as well. The game was done by Cody Clemens. Billy Rounds hitting his second home run, or third home run of the year, excuse me. Cody Clemens hit his ninth of the year. Ryan Braun hit his fourth. Juan Soto will drive, uh, Julio Soto, excuse me, will drive in a couple of runs there. Uh, as Gustavo Lopez was one for four, the all-star shortstop, we all hope, in Kansas City. Like I said, Royals improved to 27-26. and 26. The Twins fall to 30-27. and 27. This series will be very interesting. Cleveland also right there in the mix uh, in this central division. They will get the Orioles for three this weekend. So they obviously are probably going to come out of the weekend with a couple of wins. But it will be interesting to watch who uh, comes out of the victor of this four-game series between the Royals and the Twins. Reds take down the St. Louis Cardinals, surprisingly, but they do it uh, 4-3 as they start a four-game series here in St. Louis. Cardinals committed a couple of errors, did not really seem to factor in, although it was one of those runs was unearned, and they did lose by one, so maybe it does factor in here. Um, Zach Potter goes five and a third, giving up two runs. Not figuring into the decision as Martinez will come in and blow the save and take the loss. For Cincinnati, Brad Peacock goes five, giving up three, getting his fourth win of the season. And the bullpen comes in with Fatnus uh, de los Santos, Mats Morral, Wolford, Gray, and McMillan all throwing shutout frames at some point. Although Smarl only pitched one batter and he blocked him uh, to hold things down for Cincinnati and get the Reds their 22nd win of the year. The Cardinals fall to 31 and 26. The Reds are 22 and 34 as the first game of a four-game series in St. Louis is off and running between the Reds and the Cardinals. Yeah, that's my stall noise as I try to get to the next game. Uh, Boston takes down the Astros as the Astros will now, if I'm not mistaken, they will go on to play, uh, face New York. This is the final game of this series. No, the Red Sox will face New York, excuse me. Tampa Bay, Toronto will take on Houston in series this weekend as the longest winning streak and the longest losing streak that they uh, really get in their underway there. Uh, in this game, finishing up the, the Red Sox Astros series, Astros pull out the win 6-2 to two, to move two games over 500 uh, in the uh, American League East. Garrett Cole will go seven or six shutout innings. Good God, I'm all over the place. Moving to five and three on the year. Hiroshi comes in, gives up two runs in relief, but is able to hang on enough for the Red Sox to get the win. Will Rainey takes the loss, going four and a third, giving up five runs. He now has an 8.37 ERA on the year. He has been atrocious all season in Houston. 
the Astros fall to 32 and 24. Like I said, the Red Sox are now 29 and 27. The Sox will go on to take on the Red Hot Yankees over the weekend, and the Astros will take on the ice cold Toronto Blue Jays for three. Let's move on uh, to the Diamondbacks Brewers game. Diamondbacks will fall 3 2 despite scoring two in the ninth to try to catch up. I don't know exactly how this played out. I don't have the play by play, but Pedro Cuevas. Goes seven shutout innings again for the rookie, getting his seventh win. He is seven and one on the year. Andrew Morales, many people, um, I guess, learning about him at this point, loses. He falls to three and three, giving up three runs over six innings for the uh, Diamondbacks to kind of fall apart here. The run in the ninth, by the way, came from Ricardo Perez, a name that you're probably not always associating with the Diamondbacks. He's been a utility infielder for them all year. He had a two-run shot with one out in the top of the ninth before this game would really just turn around and Keon Thompson was able to close it down to get the two-inning save for the Brewers. Both of them believe him in after he gives up that home run, but I like seeing the um, faith instilled, I guess, if you will. This is the first game of a four-game series between the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. Should be the best series of the weekend. Uh, you know, you can probably make an argument for Washington and Philly being good, but that's only really relevant to the National League East. Toronto, Houston, Boston, New York. Not a good series, actually. As like LA, uh, LA, Seattle, shit. So maybe I spoke too soon. Minnesota, Kansas City. I've already talked about that one. A lot of good series going on. This is one of the better ones in the National League. But the Brewers strike first in the four-game series. Last game for the uh, Yankees and Rays. The Yankees blow them out, 11 to three. This team has been unbelievable. Even the great Hunter Johnson couldn't slow them down. Only lasting two and a third innings, giving up six runs. Take his fifth loss of the year. Dylan Bundy goes six, gives up three, strikes out ten. But when you're the Yankees right now, I don't give a shit how many runs you give up as a starter. You're probably going to get a chance to get the win as they just drive in runs. Miguel Velasquez homers twice to drive in five RBIs. Ramon Ortiz drives in three. Gary Sanchez drives in two, increasing his all-star bid as we get closer to this thing. Will Meyer, Will Middlebrooks makes his season debut, I think, with 0 for 5 with three strikeouts at the bottom of this division. I will say it again. Yankees, go get my man in Chicago, whose name I cannot fucking remember. God damn. This might have been the explicit tag on these things, by the way, because I think I, these are not safe for children um, to be listening to. And I, and I think that's probably safe at this point. Anyway, the Yankees improved to 28 and 29 with a win tonight over Boston. They can get to 500 for the first time in a really long time and scare the crap out of the American League East. I'm sure the Rays fall to 26 and 32, happy to be out of New York. Washington takes three of four against the Braves as they blow out the Braves at home. Robinson Rivera making his first start of the year. Goes five and a third, gives up four runs. Harry Richardson, who recently called up, gives up four runs in a ending and a third of relief as the Reds are the excuse me, the Nationals just pound the Braves. Devin Lewis went five for five, drove in three runs and scored three times. It hit his fourth home run of the year in relief for Ed Palmer, who has done a lot of damage this series. And the uh, Nationals take over. A game lead in the National League East, 32 and 24 on the year. The Braves fall to 31 and 25, a game back of the Nationals. The Braves will go on and take on the Dodgers for the weekend series. The Nationals, as I mentioned, take on Philly for three over the weekend, which will be an excellent game series. The Nationals, the Phillies, have been playing 500 ball really, but we all kind of assume they're a little better than that holistically. Uh, Colorado takes down Texas in the final game before they move on to their Oakland series. They continue an American League trip here, or I guess an American League hosting thing as they're playing at home. Clayton Kershaw gets his sixth win of the year as the Rockies win 5-2 over the Rangers. Kershaw goes eight and two-thirds innings, giving up two runs, both scattered throughout the game, striking out 14 
as he drops his ERA to 317. Dennis Moore will get a one-out appearance here uh, as he moves his ERA to 371. The Rangers, uh, first game or second game maybe under Paul Denier will fall. Phil Hughes looked good. He gets five and two-thirds, gives up two runs. It's not really that big of a deal. Joe Wiley will give up the game as he'll give up two unearned runs following an error by Arturo Moreno, rumored to be on the trading block under previous management. I don't know if he will stay there under current management. Uh, Texas will host Tampa Bay and a weekend as Tampa looking for a win, Texas looking for a win, two teams desperately looking to turn this season back around. Uh, we'll see if the either one can do so in this series over the weekend. And finally, Miami falls to Pittsburgh as they start a four-game series, 2-1. to one. Orlando Dias gets the win for the Pirates. A loss falls to Greg Rush as he gave up a run in the eighth inning. Chris Galise goes seven and a third, only gives up one run to figure out a no decision. Lance McCullers goes five, giving up one run again. No decision for Greg Rush would give up the game. Wander Franco with the top of the lineup goes one for four. Ronald Acuna goes 0 for four in the two slot. We talked a lot about where he should be hitting right now. Seager goes 0 for four in the three slot. Kim Gallagher goes 0 for four in the four slot. All those guys striking out two times each for the Miami Marlins. Just not what you're looking for. Jared Stevens, potential all-star second baseman, two for four at the top of this lineup. The run's driven in by Garrett Schlecht and Nick Castellanos for the Pirates as they move to 35 and 20 and the Marlins fall to 23 and 33. That is the end of last night, this morning, and your weekend preview. I will be back on Monday to see how these series went. If we get a chance to do something over the weekend, it will be impromptu, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening, y'all.